Hello everyone, my name is Tavleen, my pronouns are she and her, and I'm the marketing coordinator here at UPSA. Today, I will be the host of this episode for today. This month, What's UPSA brings you queer wellness in the COVID-19 pandemic with TBLK. Today, we brought in men from the organization Trans, Bisexual, Lesbians, Gay, Asexuals at York, also known as TBLK, to talk about the impacts that the COVID-19 pandemic has had on the queer community. Welcome, Min. We're so happy to have you on our podcast today. Would you like to talk a little bit about yourself and the organization before we proceed with the podcast? Hello, thank you so much for having me here. Um, Hi, my name is Min. My pronouns are they, them. And I am an undergraduate student here at York, and I'm currently working towards my the completion of my Bachelor of Arts and my Bachelor of Education. And I'm also the internal coordinator of TBL Gay. I have spent the past few years uh, volunteering here, and now I'm the coordinator. Thank you for sharing, Min. And now that we have introduced each other, we will start discussing our topic after this short break. Are you finding your courses difficult? Is there a topic you don't fully understand? Do you need someone to help you, perhaps a tutor? You're in luck because here at UPSA, we offer free online peer tutoring services to all students taking psych courses. With the help of our stellar peer tutors, we offer a large variety of courses such as Psych 1010, Psych 2020, Psych 2030, and so many more. So, what are you waiting for? Check out our peer tutoring schedule on our website, upsa.club.yorku.ca, and feel free to drop into one of our Zoom sessions. For more information, email us at upsa.tutors at gmail.com. Again, we will take a look at some of the health and wellness issues the queer community has faced during the pandemic. According to various public health professors and policymakers, the COVID-19 pandemic has impacted queer folks in a multitude of ways by exacerbating pre-existing disparities when it comes to gaining employment, seeking social support, and has also negatively affected both mental and physical health outcomes. The Fenway Health Institute's March 2020 report noted that the pandemic has exacerbated key risk factors which contribute to worsening mental health outcomes. For instance, these include social isolation for queer people who relied on campuses and other physical spaces to build community, financial stressors due to job closures, and housing insecurities. Furthermore, Dr. Kimberly Nelson, a professor of community health sciences, found that many youth are stuck at home with their families which has which has impacted their mental health in various ways. Through familial support may be present for some, many queer youth, especially trans and gender queer youth, face backlash from families and are unable to access vital health care, including hormone therapies. We've only just scratched the surface when it comes to looking at how the pandemic has affected the queer community. I would like to ask our lovely our lovely guest, Min, to expand on how the COVID-19 pandemic impacted mental health for the queer community. So Min, what have you noticed? Um, So I feel I can only speak to the experiences really of queer youth, but based on TBL Gay's general membership, uh, something that has had a huge impact was the lack of access people have to the queer community. It's no secret that the pandemic has driven many, if not most, people into isolation, and people are going going to struggle with whatever depression or anxiety that comes out of that. But there's also this whole other layer that comes with being queer and in isolation. For many of us, there are really limited spaces where we can be out and supported in exploring our identities. 
Um, one of the biggest things I've discussed with people at TBL Guy is how so many of us are ending up in the closet again, uh, with few outlets. For those of us who've moved back in with parents, it can be a move back to getting the existence of your partner ignored or getting misgendered by your family. Um, especially for trans people, more time spent alone means more time to, for gender exploration and gender discovery, which can be complicated when living in a place that doesn't really let you explore these new discoveries. And dysphoria can really get worse when you're given more time to just focus on your body. Um, in some cases, I have seen people who end up deciding to leave their homes for much more precarious financial and housing situations because the alternative of staying is worse. An unfortunate reality is that queer individuals are far more prone to depression, anxiety, and other mental illnesses in comparison to their cis uh, counterparts. The pandemic has also made it incredibly difficult for most people to get work, and again, this is another thing where it has already been so much harder to get hired, never mind even finding queer and trans-friendly workplaces. I definitely believe that the time and self-discovery that a lot of people have had during the pandemic is beneficial, but all these external factors make that really complicated. Imagine having to choose between staying in a home that refuses to acknowledge or support your existence, or leaving for what may be really unpredictable living situations where you don't know if you'll be able to work or access the shifting health resources, both mental and otherwise, to support yourself. Wow. Thank you for sharing these insights, Min. It's very interesting to see how the pandemic has impacted the queer community in a multitude of ways. People have been able to engage in more self-discovery, which can be a positive thing. However, they may also be facing isolation, backlash at home, and a reduced access to mental health resources. It's definitely been a complicated time. I would like to then ask you, how has TBLK worked to mitigate these impacts? Thank you for asking. Uh, the TBLK team has worked tirelessly to adapt to these changes and do what we can. For instance, we have created an online community through a Discord server that offers support and guidance 24-7-ish. Um, so if you're unfamiliar, Discord is a messaging platform meant for online communities that's formatting allows for many people to participate and engage in multiple and separated conversations with each other. Many servers have over 100 members, and TBL Gaze is actually approaching the 200 members mark soon, so... In our server, Queer York students have been able to connect with each other and discuss a wide range of topics and share their interests. What's great about the server is that there are many channels where people can share photos, music, memes, share resources, and discuss heavy topics. Additionally, we have channels made specifically for various intersections within our community, such as uh, channels for queer and trans uh, BIPOC, trans and non-binary people, and various sexualities. These spaces have allowed people to find community within each other. Considering the isolation I mentioned earlier, the importance of these virtual spaces where people can come together for peer support cannot be overstated. The server has acted as a replacement for our regular in-person drop-in spaces, and with people joining regularly through the semester, we have seen our membership grow exponentially. Wow, the Discord server sounds like an excellent and fun way of building community online. Being a part of that Discord server myself, 
I have to say, I have enjoyed talking and sharing my own experiences with other queer people. I would also like to then ask you, in what other ways has TBLK supported the queer community? So we've really emphasized providing support for queer students, especially during the pandemic, as there's been reduced social support and a reduction in being able to access queer-specific healthcare. One way we have tried to address this is by offering resources tailored towards the queer experience. This can look like sharing links to affordable or free queer therapists, clothing drives, educational and job opportunities. Um, an example of this being done is helping people find trans ID clinics in Toronto to help with legal assistance so trans folks can get their names and gender markers changed. Uh, and what's great about having a social space like Discord to do this is that community members are also able to contribute to resources that they find to be helpful. Even if the resource isn't queer-specific, we all typically have the foresight to find things that are queer-friendly just due to the nature of the server. Additionally, we have introduced our gender-affirming items order, which we'll get into later. Thank you for sharing, Min. I think that many communities have suffered from the isolation that the pandemic has brought upon and queer folks who already face elevated risks of mental health issues, including depression and suicidality, can really benefit from these services that you mentioned. The importance of finding people who are like us and who have gone through similar life experiences is so crucial to our health as loneliness can quite literally be a risk factor for early mortality. That was a great discussion. We'll be right back after a short break. Navigating university can be very challenging. Now that everything's online, it's become even more difficult to handle school, get involved, network, or learn what York University has to offer. Here at UFSA, our peer mentors are glad to help you along the way. Our online Menti House meetings are a great opportunity for you to meet other students and participate in weekly activities planned by our peer mentors. If you prefer one-on-one -on -one mentoring, we also have online drop-in mentoring sessions on a daily basis. Don't have your own peer mentor? You don't have to worry. Simply sign up on our website, ufsa.club.yorku.ca, or email ufsamentorship at gmail.com. We are here to make your experience at York as best as possible. Welcome back, everyone. One aspect that Min had mentioned earlier pertaining to the pandemic was people being able to engage in more self-discovery when it comes to their sexuality and gender. With people coming to terms with their gender identity, the concept of gender-affirming items must be discussed as they play a huge role in the expression of gender. Our next topic of discussion is gender-affirming items. Your gender identity can be a complex thing, as for some people, their identity does not line up with their physical appearance. Many people often get confused by concepts relating to gender identity. So Min, could you explain to our listeners what a gender-affirming item is? Sure. So a gender-affirming item is anything that lessens the effects of dysphoria and or increases gender euphoria. You'll often hear these terms in tandem with each other, um, but these items can be obvious things like binders meant to flatten the chest, but also clothing that fits with your desired gender presentation. Uh, for instance, makeup and certain styles of jewelry can really help uh, some people express their femininity. Um, at the end of the day, it's whatever makes trans people able to feel like themselves. Thank you for explaining this concept to us, Min. 
There are a multitude of gender-affirming items that come in so many different forms that can help one affirm their gender identity. To some people, these items are just that, simple material items. So what is the importance of gender-affirming items to the queer community? A lot of gender-affirming items are expensive or hard to acquire if you're closeted. But looking like yourself can reduce depression and anxiety and generally make the day feel better. As well as, in some cases, it can really help some people avoid dangerous situations by passing better. Thank you for explaining that to us, Min. You also mentioned passing. For our listeners who are not acquainted with that idea, it is when people can't tell you transgender. You pass as cisgender. While this is a complicated term in the trans community, you know, what does it mean to look like a man when, you know, gender is fluid? It is still a huge safety concern for many closeted people. Many transgender people often face violence due to the inability to pass, and hence gender-affirming items can even be life-saving. Yeah, um, gender-affirming items are hence extremely vital for the queer community, and thus TBLG decided on starting a gender-affirming items order, especially in the context of the pandemic where financial stressors are particularly high. We found a need to start this for our uh, membership. Ooh, a gender-affirming items drive. For those who aren't familiar with TBLK's gender-affirming items drive, can you tell us how it started and more about why it started? Um, we actually did our first order in March of 2020, so right at the start of the pandemic. Uh, we had originally budgeted for our annual queer prom, which we ended up having to cancel for, I think, really obvious reasons. Uh, this, however, left us with money that we still wanted to put back into the community. And at the same time, we were hearing people um, in our community who were like really distressed because they were unable to see or talk to people who would actually respect their gender identity and we quickly realized the best way to help our community um, feel validated in themselves was to use that allotted budget and give back. Yeah, I think it's been a great way to give back to the community, especially as in-person programming has been forced to cancel, with many people facing social rejection for expressing their gender identity and the financial strains caused by the pandemic. The gender affirming items drive especially given its huge popularity, I think has been a huge blessing for many York students. We'll be right back after our very short break. Hey, want to stay up to date on new events, volunteer opportunities, and more? Then make sure to subscribe to Upset's very own newsletter. Our bi-weekly newsletter delivers a bunch of interesting reads, noteworthy tips, new events, updated schedules, and even relatable memes. Subscribe to us by signing up on our website, upset.club.yorku.ca. For more information, email us at upset at my.yorku.ca. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for staying tuned with us. For our final discussion, we will be discussing some mental health and wellness resources. Finding mental health resources is already challenging enough by itself with many people not knowing where to start, dealing with long wait lists, and dealing with the stigma of it all. Add being queer on top of this, alongside the various intersections of your identity, such as your race, gender, certain disabilities you may have, and your economic background. And accessing mental health slash wellness resources can be a huge maze to navigate. 
So Min, for our listeners who may be struggling with mental health, what are some queer resources that you would like to recommend? Are there any experiences or tips that you would like to share? So while we do try to find a variety of resources, including helpful readings, online tools, and lists for affordable queer therapists, there are some specific ones that I am a fan of. Uh, I will preface this by saying that these organizations are separate from TBL Gay, and we aren't affiliated with each other. Often these resources are boosted because our community members wouldn't really know of their existence otherwise. So, a personal favorite of mine is Friends of Ruby, which provides a lot of services for queer youth in Toronto, including a drop-in space, food services, transitional housing, case management, as well as free counseling for up to 20 sessions, I believe, as well as DBT group sessions. Um, it's hard to find queer-centered counseling, and while they do have a bit of a waitlist, it's so amazing that they provide these services for free. Um, they're also really mindful about community concerns on things like police wellness checks and ultimately aim to make their help as accessible as possible. We've also promoted Youthline, which is another great resource, um, quite a few times, as they have a lot of digital resources and options for people in distress to contact them by phone or online. My biggest tip is if you're queer and you're struggling with your mental health right now, the best thing you can do is find ways to connect with the queer community. I'm a huge believer in the value of peer support and having others who understand your experiences and that can really be of great help. Thank you for sharing, Min. I totally agree with you. The value of peer support can simply not be overstated. Also, therapy and counseling can often be so expensive for many, and it's great that these resources are mainly free of cost. Having some knowledge of Youthline myself, I would totally encourage you all to look into Youthline. If you're looking for a listening ear, someone to vent to, or just simply are interested in discussing an issue with, their peer support chat line is amazing as you can text or phone them anonymously. Additionally, for our listeners who are looking for more local resources or community groups that are location specific, YouthLine's website has an amazing comprehensive database of Ontario-wide location specific resources. These resources include mental health, queer health, housing, and legal resources that may be helpful for you. I truly am so grateful that there are these kind of resources that exist in our local area here. Um, and it's just great finding these different tools that we can connect our members with. So, Absolutely. For all of our listeners listening today, please do not hesitate to reach out to these services. It may sound like a cliche, but your mental health is an utmost priority in these trying times. And we hope that these queer-friendly resources can be of use for you. In this episode, we talked about the challenges that the queer community has faced in the midst of the pandemic, how TBLK has supported queer students at York, and some excellent mental health resources that may be helpful for you. Also, Min, is there anything else that you would like to say as we end this podcast episode? Uh, yeah, um, I would definitely encourage you all to be on the lookout for our upcoming events that DBL Gay will be hosting, especially as our welcome week is going to roll around beginning of September. Um, 
We also welcome you all to join our community Discord server. The link to our Discord can be found on our social media pages in the bio through a Linktree link. Um, also, if you have any questions, you can also shoot us an email, even Googling TBL Gay. You will find some way to contact us, and I will be sure to help you get in. Um, hopefully, if we have in-person programming, reliable in-person programming, um, our drop-in space will be open. So if you ever want to come by, um, our room is uh, in the student center, room 449A. So I hope to see you around. Thank you for sharing, Min. And that's it for this episode. We would like to thank Min for joining us today. If you want to learn more and are interested in the resources discussed in this podcast, visit our website, upsa.club.yorku.ca, and follow us on Instagram at upsa.yorku and on Facebook at upsa.york. To know more about TBLG, you can follow them on Instagram at TBLG or on Twitter at TBLGYork. Also, we would like everyone to stay tuned for our Get Psyched social on Thursday, September 23rd at 5.30 p.m. To kick off the start of the fall semester, we prepared a bunch of fun activities and games for you all to join. Stay tuned for our socials for more details. This episode is hosted by yours truly, Tavleen, written and fact-checked by myself and Min, and edited by Angela, one of the marketing coordinators with UPSA. Last but not the least, special thanks once again to Min for taking the time to collaborate with us for this episode. Thank you for listening. Stay well and stay tuned for our next episode. Goodbye.